Good morning today, church. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. If you got, hey, good afternoon, good morning, good day, everything. If you have a pulse, I, I would be screaming like hallelujah right now if you have a pulse. Has everybody got a pulse? Do I hear hallelujah? Do I hear hallelujah? Hallelujah. Um, it is so great to be here in the church house. Um, even though I loved our... Uh, satellite, um, our little satellite, um, you know, place where we was at the, at the Laurie's house. It just felt like, um, I know Rhonda could probably tell you, and Apostle, and O.C., and Kamika, and the ones that, you know, were right there, you felt like you were uh, confessing something, or it was like uh, interrogation. I don't, you know, I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know how many of y'all, you know, been in front of the, the man, and uh, had to uh, interrogate, you was at a table by yourself and you had to, somebody was standing in front of you and you had to kind of say, well, maybe I was there, maybe I wasn't there. Um, yes to that answer, no to that answer. Um, it wasn't me. Um, my cousin kind of looks like me, but it wasn't really me. But here, you know, I can, you can't really just see all my expressions and and everything. So praise God for that. I just I love being in the house of the Lord no matter where we're at. If it's if it's in the car, if it's at our house, if it's at your house, I love to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So uh, let us let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you decrease me on today, Lord. I ask that you increase in me, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you bless the people of God on today, O oh Lord, Father God, for thus saith the word that you have given me, O oh Lord, Father God. And Lord, I pray, O oh Lord, Father God, that it resonates in them as it will resonate in me, O oh Lord, Father God. So Father, I just, I just thank you on today, God, because Lord, you didn't have to wake me this morning. Lord, you didn't, you didn't have to let me make it here today, O oh Lord, Father God. The enemy could have trapped us and, and kept us at home and something could have happened, O oh Lord, Father God. But Lord, you, O oh Lord, Father God, saw a way and found a way for us to get here on today, O oh Lord. So, Lord, we honor you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, people of God. So, my title on today is We Really Need God Today. And Pastor O.C. has the scriptures up there, uh, Hosea 3, verses 1 through 5. But before we get to that, let's get to the introduction of what we are going to talk about on today. Amen. Um, in the midst of all that has been going on and still been going on in the world that we live in, we've gotten to the point where things don't phase us anymore. The things that we, we see on TV or the things that we hear or uh, the stuff that we, we see on our phone or what we look at YouTube or what we see on Facebook, or whatever, the, the stuff is so outrageous that it doesn't even phase us anymore to, to the point where it's like, you know, you need to maybe pray for the people that, you know, maybe post stuff or they, the stuff that they say instead of we just kind of just let it just go by the wayside and, you know, it doesn't phase us because, you know, I didn't, I didn't say that, I didn't do that, but we still are our brother and sister's keepers, amen? So we should be able to correct them if they take correction, amen? Amen? So... We, um, the thing is, we don't get we don't get outrage the stuff that we hear or read or the statements that we make, as I as, as I said earlier. 
Uh, it's, it's like we don't have a fear of God anymore. We don't have a fear of God anymore. Uh, we, 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 we talk about it. We point the fingers when we see the, the wrong stuff. Heck, we even wear the t-shirt that says, repent now. Repent now. But it's just, it's just lip service. And all of us can say that. It's just, it's just lip service. And even to God, it's just lip service. Because if we say we're going to do one thing, God knows what our intentions are, what we really are going to do. But it makes us feel good that if we say, okay, I won't do that no more. But then five minutes later, um, we might do that again. And with, uh, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just confess in front of you guys right now that, you know, um, I'm a chocolate chip cookie fan. So, you know, um, sometimes I'll tell the chocolate chip cookie, like, I'll see the bag or whatever, depends on where it's from, Perkins or whoever, the best cookies that I like. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have two. I'm just going to have two of you guys. That's it. We're just going to have two. And no milk or nothing. I'm just straight up. I'm just the cookies. And then I'll sit there and watch TV, and then I'll be talking to Apostle, and the next thing you know, that, that sugar craze will go, hey, or that bag seems like it's rattling, and it's like, Vince, there's a, you know it was a, you buy three and get three free. <laughs> you know uh, there's a couple more of us in here. So just go ahead, just, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, just go ahead and try it. So, you know, we give, we give God lip service. We, we tell him, that, oh, yeah, man, I can handle that. I, no problem, I got it. But... If we are made in his image and he gave us dominion, shouldn't we do better? Shouldn't we act better? Or are we too busy being slick, petty, and rebellious? Amen? Before we get to the lesson, here's one thing and why I made these early statements. Um, I don't know if any of you guys still watch uh, the Grammys, but if you watched the Grammys uh, last week, I call them now the Grimies instead of the Grammys. Um, it's really not about music anymore. It's about the, you know, what we can do outrageous or what, what's, what's going on. So I call them the Grimies instead of the Grammys. It's, it's, it's music, but it's really not about music. Um, there was a, uh, the thing about it is I don't watch it no more because um, the music that I listen to and I, you know, I, I like, you know, um, it's just not that the stuff, the new stuff is just not where, where it's at. Amen. So I guess there was a couple of artists that they had a, a performance that it was kind of, I guess you could say, risque, improper. So the thing about it, when I said we are not phased in everything that goes on in the world, um, it's like the boundaries have always been crossed. But... What do we say about it? What do we do about it? So if we've seen something that was going on and wrong, do we just keep watching it? Or do we just turn it off and you know, pray that it doesn't get into our spirit? Or do we just, we just laugh it off and keep uh, watching it so then when we get to, the, get to work and at the water cooler, we can talk about, you know, man, did you see what they did? Instead of going, man, I pray for them because they know not what they do. And if the Lord gives them long life, um, YouTube does not go away, y'all. YouTube does not go away. So in my past, 
I know we had pictures, you know, so if somebody snapped pictures and it was Polaroids or whatever, sometimes them jokers fade away. So when you did your little, little dirt, it's like, you know, them things kind of fade away. Now with social media, man, that stuff, it's like really everlasting. So as I said, the boundaries have always been crossed. And I was reading and I was, I was thinking about what uh, Apostle Nona said one time. And, you know, sometimes we have to look in the scriptures and then, you know, sometimes what we hear and what we thought. And to me, I always thought that God said there was nothing new under the sun. But when I said before I put that out here and then somebody on online would go, well, Pastor Vince, I don't I don't think that God said that. So I had to go ahead and research it. I know David had said it uh, in Ecclesiastics. He was saying there's nothing, nothing new under the sun. And so my meaning and I thought, well, I was like, well, man, God said that. So I, I, you know, I had been misinformed all, all these years and I'm thinking God said there was nothing new under the sun because you hear everybody say that, so you just roll with it. So um, he said there was nothing new under the sun. He says, uh, the meaning of that has been, uh, the meaning of that is whatever has been done will happen again. So whatever, there's nothing new under the sun. So we know that the stuff that we are going through right now back before we were even thought of, before our parents were thought of, our grandparents or whoever, stuff was going on and there's nothing new under the sun and what was done then, you know, will happen again. But a lot of times we just, we, we see it as just entertainment and it's just shocking, but it's really of poor taste. And the worst part is, as I said earlier, those people that, you know, are doing this for entertainment and you know, it's, it's uh, art and I'm doing it for shock value. Um, like I said, if they have long life, you gotta remember that if you have children, later on, you're gonna have to explain that, Lucy, to them and say, well, mom, why did you do that? Dad, why did you do that? And who was that in the back? And why was that scary thing in the back? And what's this and what's that? So you just gotta kinda remember, when you're doing stuff um, now, you got to remember the consequences because, like Pastor O.C. said before, the streets are watching. So you got to remember the young people that are behind you, they're, they're watching. You know, like when I have um, O.E. And, and Seth over or Jasmine, um, or if we're here at the church or we're at the house or wherever, I make sure that I'm pawpaw to them. I try to be pawpaw. I, I don't try to, you know, I, I don't try to do nothing scary or risque or anything to make them not be comfortable around me. So I make them feel that they're loved. And just like when Jalil comes over or Anna comes over or any of you guys that come over to our house, I, I try to make everybody feel that, you know, that you're, you're, you know, you're, you're part of my family. Oh, you guys are Moody's. All right. Amen. Everybody Moody's. All right. All right. Moody's for everybody. All right. Amen. Yeah. Everybody Moody's for everybody. Amen. Another Moody for you. All right. Amen. But the thing is, I want to try to be the best person God put in Vincent. And I want you to see the best person that God, you know, is showing is showing Vincent, um, show, uh, Vincent to the world. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if Katrina was here, she'd be like, well, there's there's Pastor Vincent and there's Uncle Vince. And a lot of y'all might know Uncle Vince, but. That's a, that's, a, that's a later story. But a lot of times, you know, we, we aren't at our best a lot of times, but we try to. 
We try to get better. And that's why, we, that's why I said in the, uh, in the beginning, we really need God today because sometimes we're messed up, people. We're jacked up. I mean, we're not perfect. And even though we may seem perfect and look perfect and we can put on the clothes and, and everything and, you know, people are like, well, man, she's nicely dressed. He's nicely dressed. But on the inside, we might be totally jacked up. Tore up from the floor up. Amen. So as I said, you know, just remember when you're out there doing stuff that you're doing, just remember somebody, somebody behind you is watching you. And I know when I talk to my kids, and I know they're like, oh, here he goes saying this same thing again. But I'm trying to tell you that somebody's watching every move that you make. Amen. So we really, we really need God even more. But it starts with me and you and all hands on deck. Amen. It's just the little things we let get that become bigger things. So that little thing that we think that we're doing and we're, we're getting away with and, you know, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody because, hey, I know I've done stuff that, you know, has, has been not really good. So, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to Pastor Vince as well. So the little things that we do, we know that if we let it fester and fester and fester, it becomes bigger. The thing is, we, we have to cut the enemy's access out of our eye gates and ear gates, people. Well, today I want to com come to you today from the book of Hosea. And I just want to touch on a few chapters, verses, to show you the times that they were going is no different than the foolishness that we are going through today. Amen. In all this, God wants to see himself in us every day. God wants to see us in him every day. Because God chose us, but sometimes we forget to choose God. So, when we think about it, people let's just let's just work it out let's let's let people see God in us amen so Hosea 3 verses 1 through 5 and it reads in the King James Version when the Lord said to me go again love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery just love of just just the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love a raising, uh, raising cakes of pagans. Verse 2. So I brought her for myself 50 shekels of silver and one and one half homers of barley. Let me stop right there. When I was, the, the Lord's dealing with me. So when, when he said barley, the thing I was thinking, I was like, so I went somewhere else, all right, amen? So y'all got, got to forgive your pastor. He's like, like barley. I was like, barley hops? I'm like, you guys get it? I, get, I don't know if you guys got it or not. But, you know, you know, 50 shackles and then barleys and hops. I was like, man, so money and then whatever. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, you know, after, after service, all right, y'all? I don't know if y'all got it, but let's, let's, let's keep moving. And he said to her, you shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, or shall you have a man, so too will I be towards you. Verse 4, 
For the children of Israel shall abide many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Verse 5. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return to shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Um, if you, what we'll talk about before, if, we, if you skip to verse, uh, uh, verse number one, um, when he said, and here in three, when he said, go again and love a woman who is a lover uh, and is committing adultery, okay, you know, God, you're gonna have me go and find a woman that is committing adultery and be with her? I'm, just, I'm just, trying to, just trying to set some stuff up for you. So God goes and tells the minor prophet to go get this woman that is sleeping around, take her home. Now, I have to tell God when I was reading this and thinking about it, I said, hey, wait a minute, God. Hold up now. Now, if I'm being Hosea, but being Vincent and being Hosea, um, be like, man, hold up, God. Now, I'm your guy now. You want me to do what? You want me to go marry who? You want me to be with who? You want me to have kids with who? That everybody knows that is who? With, with, with that, Hosea was like, man, I'm a well-to-do man. I am well-to-do. I am not your run-of-the-mill brother. You hear that, Brother George? He said that I am not your run-of-the-mill brother. He said, I am, look at me. You see my clothes. You see my status. You see my Mercedes. You see my house. You want me to do what? Who? Her? Come on. God. I'm your guy. So he said, I'm not your run-of-the-mill brother. This is, you know, I'm paraphrasing for Pastor Vince. Um, knowing everything in the city was going to hell, but somebody needed to get the word out. But we know in everything that is in turmoil, God has a plan, amen? God always has a plan, always has a hidden plan, even though everything looks bleak, even then when we're going through the pandemic stuff, you know, God still had a plan. Because I mean, a lot of us are still here and a lot of us still made it. And I know I didn't, I never stayed hungry, you know, during the pandemic. Didn't get, didn't get sick, maybe had some sniffles, maybe had some other stuff, but let me tell you, I know my God, and I know he might be the same God that you're serving because you're sitting here right here today. Amen. So, it, like I said, if you start at um, Hosea chapter, chapter 1, he said, go, go, marry, go marry Gomer. I mean, the first thing is, you're going you to get a woman called Gomer? Think about it. All the other names that we got, you know, I mean, okay, um, you know, I said meet my wife Stephanie, but then, you know, I'd say, well, meet my wife Gomer. And they're like, <laughs> you kidding? Is this a nickname? You just, you call it Gomer? Man, that's jacked up, man. How you gonna, no, man, her name is actually Gomer, all right? The Lord said, go have kids. And he said, don't worry. I got this all worked out, Hosea. I got it all worked out. So when we read the story of Hosea and the children of Israel, um, 
God is comparing Hosea and Gomer's relationship to the children of Israel at the time, at that time. So he was, he was talking to them. He was, he was comparing their relationship to the backsliding and the worshiping of other gods that the children of Israel were, were going at that time. Amen. So the Lord always has a plan. His plans and his ways are different from our ways. We know that all things work together for the good that love God and them that are called according to his purposes, right? But you see, as we read Hosea 4, 1 through 4, that God was not happy when you read this, amen? So let's go to Hosea 4, 1 and 4. Hear the word of the Lord, O people of Israel. The Lord has brought charges against you, saying, There is no faithfulness, no kindness, no knowledge of God in the land. Let's stop right there. What do we see right now? Is there any? Uh, there's God in the land, but some of the people that are family members or people that we see, do we see God in them? Do we see God at work? Do we see God in the land at times? Because there's a whole bunch of other religions and a whole bunch of other stuff being worshipped and a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Do we see God in the land? Verse 2. You make vows and break them. As I said earlier, how many, how much, how many times do we give God lip service and we tell God, yeah, okay, I, I got this. I won't do this. I won't do that again. Never no more, God. But he said, we make vows and break them. You kill still and commit adultery. There is violence everywhere. One murder after another. And we see in a lot of the bigger cities that they just kill people by the handfuls. And a lot of us, we kind of sit on our blessed assurance and say, well, that's their problem. No, that's our problem. Because even though they're killing one another, they're still our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. So verse three. What is your, um, yeah, uh, that is why your land is mourning. We hear people crying out every day about stuff that's going on. And everyone is wasting away. If we have a godless land, there's where, you know, where's the leadership at? So everything is, is wasting away, amen. Even the wild animals, the birds of the sky, and the fish of the sea are disappearing. Don't point your finger at someone else and try to pass the blame. Like I said, a lot of times that's, that's what we do. I mean, I can admit it myself, there's been a lot of times that I've passed the blame on, on stuff that um, I've seen. My, my complaint, you priest, and he's talking, talking to us that are ministering the word. My complaint, you priest, is with you. Like I said, how much are we sitting on our blessed insurance and letting it just pass by, pass by, pass by, and not doing anything about it? I'm not saying that we don't, because I know in the morning we have our, our, our KIPP team, and we have, you know, they're, they're praying. So, you know, I'm not saying that we're not doing anything. And the Lord knows that most of us are, are doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I'm not saying that everybody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Because in due season and in due time, the Lord will raise you up and have you move to the place that you're supposed to be. And then you will be 
praying for the people and you will not think about the land being barren and you will be praying and you will be moving in the things of God. Amen. Verse five. So you will stumble in the broad daylight and your false prophets will fall with you in the night. And I will destroy Israel, your mother. So he's talking about the people of Israel that, like I said, if you read Hosea from um, from chapter one all the way, I think, to chapter 14, you see that the children of Israel were God's people. But as you look from in the Bible from the beginning all the way to, to the end and to where we are now, you see that the people, after a while, were good with God. We love God, but then after a while, we start getting whispers and we start thinking, man, there's something else besides this God that we can't see. We've seen the blessings. We've seen, you know, the signs and wonders. But, man, we really haven't seen this guy. So when you hear whisperings of other things, you're like, okay, well, let's, let's try that. I see that. That's shiny. That's, that's new. That's made of silver. That's made of gold. You know, hey, let's pray to that. Amen. But God, God ain't having that. Amen. So if we go down to verse 6, he says, For my people are destroyed because they don't know me. Since you priests refuse to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priest. Since you forgot the laws of your God, I will forget and bless your children. That right there, if you got kids, that right there, if you are the priest of the home, that means if you're the man at the home or if you're the woman that's the head of the household, since you priests refuse to know me, and even y'all online, I refuse to recognize you as my priest. That's, he's putting a charge on us. And he said, you forget his laws. The thing I was, I was talking about before, it ain't about us. It's about the ones that's watching us and behind us. I will forget and bless your children. So when you leave this earth, you want to know that your children are blessed after you have been gone. But if you're not following the directions and what is right here, man, that's a heck of a burden to hand off to your kids. That's a heck of a baton to hand off to them. Amen? Because the people rebelled against God, God is there. Um, yeah, because the people rebelled against God, is there any difference of how we treat God today? If you could look at yourself, is there any, any difference? Is there any difference at all that how we treat God today? So let's look at our world today and try to compare it to the past, amen? So I got a little list like I normally like to do. Um, first thing is, and it goes to, you know, trying to try to tie to one of the scriptures, is there no truth or mercy anymore? Do we have any truth? Do we have any mercy for one another anymore? We look at the TV, we see the news. Do they always tell the truth, amen? If we see somebody out on the street, do we have mercy for them because they might not have, they might have less than we have? How many of us went and hugged a homeless person besides giving them money, but hugging them and giving them hope? 
How many of us have said we had mercy upon them and prayed for them? Number two, is there knowledge of God in the land? Yes or no? Is there knowledge of God? Us at New Beginnings, we, we, we believe there's a God. There's other churches, they believe that there's a God. But then there's other denominations and there's other religions raised up. And I know Apostle talked about it when we went in, uh, to my, my daughter's uh, home going, my granddaughter's home going service um, to where my daughter and my, my son-in-law, what they're into. Um, it's kind of like God. They say it's kind of kind of like God. It's it's in there. It's it's bits, pieces. It's this, that, that. But is it really the all truing and knowing God? To me, I'm wondering if anything that happened to them will they be there? Will will their access and where they're going is their path to God? Is God in the land? Yes or no, people. Number three, and I could just probably leave that right there, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Do we at times speak foul language and lie to one another? Do we speak foul language to, or have we thought when we, something was wrong, somebody cut us off and somebody at the job is not doing what they're supposed to be doing and um, we may not speak it, but we thought, Man, this person is blah, 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 blah. We all are subject to that. How many times have we lied to one another about stuff to either get ahead or we just flat out just lie? Because if we can get away with it, we're just going to lie about it. Amen? Number four, look at the killing of one another. We see people even uh, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, but even way before any pandemic, they, they were killing people, heck, you know, Abel and Cain, it, you know, it all started, you know, all started from that. So, you know, there's been killing, it's, it's just like it ain't nothing new because it's happening uh, in 2020 or 2021, people have been killing each other forever. Even if we're not killing them physically, we are killing them verbally for what we are speaking, amen? So we even have to watch that, amen? Number five, the stealing, stealing part during the pandemic. I've heard through many, many sources of people that because of the pandemic, how it hit, that people lost hope. They lost hope on what was going on. So they figured if you had a little more than what they had, I'm just going to take what you have, even though it doesn't belong to me. And then I'm going to go ahead and make that come up and get that, get that money so then I can be halfway to where you're at. But isn't it in the Bible he says, thou shalt not covet? Amen. Number six, bloodshed goes along with killing one another. We've, we've killed one another, and then even when the people were protested in the streets at the times, you know, people were getting bumped over the head and just, you know, stuff was going on. We lost resilience. We lost it. We just lost control, basically. Let's look at... Um, 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 5. And even back in Hosea, even towards when Paul was, is still letting you know that 
stuff was, you know, stuff was still going on and, you know, people are still, still wicked and people still, you know, they kind of do the wrong things. Second Timothy three, verse one. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasts, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, ungiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Right there, stop. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. That's, that's kind of deep right there. For me it is because if we know God and we have God in us and then the form of God and then all this other stuff before it, but we deny its power, so that means we deny what God can really do for us in our life, amen? And for such people will turn away. And if you read in Timothy as well, he talks about the itching ear because we'll have an itching ear because, you know, we'll get complacent and we'll get tired of what God has had for us. And it's kind of like when we exercise whatever we get to a certain point and we call it plateauing, that you plateau and you're like, oh, man, I'm not getting any bigger. I'm not getting any smaller. I'm not getting any stronger. What's going on? Maybe I should just go ahead and quit. But that's how we do with God, because after we stop seeing and after we stop using God as that, 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 that genie God that we're rubbing, rubbing the bottle and, you know, he pops up. After we, we, we don't see that no more, then we're like, hey, we need to go see another God. But he's not a genie God. He's an all and true and living God. Amen. This is why when Jesus said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, meaning if we that know God, turn away from God. We, we, we reject him. If we know God and we turn away from God, when he says my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge, that means if we know him and we reject him, that means God, in the long run, he will reject us. And as I said before, do we want to pass that on to our kids? Another thing, do our kids deserve us being unwilling to follow God? Do our kids deserve the stuff that we have done? Do they deserve to carry it on when there should be blessings after blessing after blessings that should be carried on? Not burden after burden after burden after burden. Not saying that it doesn't happen, but it does happen. But we should, as we are planting good seeds and if we're planting bad seeds and we're planting good seeds and bad seeds, we know that when the good seeds grow up, we know the bad seeds are too. So let's plant all the good seeds and let them be more greater than the bad seeds. So as we are following God, let us be willing to follow God and not put the burden on our kids. If you have a pulse today, it is time to change from the old you and change into the new you that God put on earth. Amen. My last point. If you read 
the book of Hosea again. And I, I advise you to read, read the book or listen to the book of Hosea. It's, it's, it's really, really, really interesting. And even if you want to start at, start at the end of uh, Daniel and then go into it, it's, it, it's, it's awesome as well. Uh, when you hear uh, the book or read the book again, you see the disobedience of the children of Israel and the madness they were doing to God. They were his people. If we, if we look at it all the way even back to Moses, they, the children of Israel were still there. They were his people. But even then, when they seen, when the Red Sea and all the stuff that they seen, they still decided to be disobedient to God. They still decided to do the madness that they were doing. What's so different about us today? What is so different about us today? We follow God. We know of God. We've seen God. We've seen the signs, wonders, and everything that God has done. But if the wind blows the right way, we might turn our head to where, the, where that wind's blowing. We might want to see what that action is over here instead of seeing the action that's straight ahead of us. Amen? Amen. The other thing when you, when you read Hosea, like I said, the people were acting out. But when you read it, you have to remember, even through all the mess that they were doing and, and disobe disobeying God, and if you, when, you really, when you really read it and hear it, God still had compassion for the people of Israel. Even though they were acting a fool, he still had compassion for them. The thing about it today, people, God will use unlikely people to do God's work. God will use unlikely people to do God's work. Look at, like I said, with, with Jose and with Gomer. You would never think maybe he would marry somebody else, but he said marry her. God's plan is different from our plan. God knows better than we know. He will use the most unlikely people to do his work. So today, if you know God, and if you know God, then and you accepted God, then you are his people. So I'm saying this right now. You are his people. So we can't, we can get away with stuff, but we can't get away with stuff. Because you, you read what he said, you know, earlier. So if we are his people and we know better, we're going to do better. Amen? So I'm asking you today, people of God, that God will use the most unlikely people, but God will use you to make and change and make a difference in yourself, in your family, and outside. So let God use you today, amen? We really need God today. Let us stand. So today, once again, I just thank you for letting me stand before our Father and saying, thus saith the word. If you don't know God, let us pray with you. Let us bring you to the family. As I said earlier, to the Moody's, but Lord Jesus Christ, his family is much, much greater. I'm part of that family. So if you join the Moody's, then you're joining the Lord Jesus Christ as well. So I ask you, if you don't know him today, I ask that you get to know him. And I ask that you, you find somebody that knows him that will bring you to Christ. And 
if you're looking for a church home, we offer new beginnings and we just, we love God. Every one of us that are in here, we, we love God. We, we may do it our, our way, but we know that God is working in us to move us towards him. God, we, God wants to see him in us, amen? So if you're needing prayer, the altar is open. If you need prayer that's online, Pastor O.C. has the little stuff that you can put on there to have your prayers, and we'll get to the prayers and answer the prayers. And I just ask you today, if you really need God on today, I ask if all of us, we turn away from our wicked ways and follow God. And I'm telling you right now, today, standing here in front of you, I'm not perfect, and I haven't and never been perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. But when I go to the Lord, I, I ask. The one thing I want to say right now is I thank each and every one of you from when I was going through when my granddaughter went to see the Lord. The thing about it was she didn't have an opportunity to do wrong, period. She did like Enoch, she just walked in. She stands before him. But I thank every one of you for your prayers. I thank you for your contributions. I thank you for everything. It's, it's been, oh man, it's been tough, but I know people have had people that have passed away. But I just want to say I thank you. I thank you guys for all your prayers. I thank you for everything that you've done. And I just pray as a church that we just keep moving towards God and keep doing the things of God. Because he's real, y'all. He's really real. I know Apostle has said it, and I've said it before. You know, an experience with God is better than anything. An experience with him is better than anything. So I'm going to let you guys go today. Um, I just thank you right now. Father, I thank you for letting me be in front of you and let me be able to talk to you, God. And I pray that whatever was said on today, that it will help you guys for today and throughout the week, because we all need each other, everybody. So let me let you guys go. Father, we just thank you on today. Lord, I thank you for the, the wonderful people of New Beginnings, but I thank you for the wonderful people that you have you have made, God, that, Lord, no matter our faults or whatever we're going through, Lord, you still have compassion for us and you still love us, God. So, Lord, as we search for you and as we keep fighting the good fight of faith, O oh Lord, Father God, I thank you, O oh Lord, Father God, that we can look through the clouds and we can look through the mess and we look through the muck and the mire, O oh Lord, Father God, that we've put ourselves in, that we see the hope, O oh Lord, Father God, 
we see you, O Lord. I thank you, Father God, for the people that you've put in my life, the people here of New Beginnings, each and every one of them that are here have touched me and my wife. And if we love, laugh, or fight with one another, we still love one another, and I still love every one of them. So, Lord, I thank you on today. I ask that you give us traveling grace on today, O Lord, Father God. I ask you to give us traveling graces and blessings throughout the week, O Lord, Father God. And, Lord, as we meet again or as we come to the, to the pantry, O Lord, Father God, or as we come to Bible study, O Lord, Father God, or if we're on the prayer line, O Lord, Father God, no matter if it's in the morning or at night, that, Lord, that you be in the midst, O Lord, Father God. And, Lord, I thank you for that. We even have our online service as well, Lord, Father God, that people that don't or can't or don't feel comfortable of being here, O Lord, Father God, that they can still hear the word, O Lord, Father God. They can still worship, O Lord, Father God. Lord, I speak blessings over the people that are here right now, Lord, Father God, that you give them the desires of their heart, O Lord, Father God. And Lord, I thank you right now, O Lord, Father God, for as pastor, as the apostle said, it's better to be a servant. And I thank you for the service on today and, and me serving you, God. So, Lord, I, I thank you and I love you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you're not afraid, hug somebody that's, that you didn't come with. <laughs>